You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. Welcome back to another week of the Cornerstone Buzzcast. Uh, This week we are joined again by Matt Mobley, our future lead pastor here at Cornerstone. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, his ministry journey. And so if this is, if you're just hearing this for the first time, go back and listen to last week's. We talked about Matt's personal life a little bit more, uh, about his family, where he grew up, some stuff like that. So you get a little bit of background on Matt. Uh, and this week we're going to talk about his ministry and journey and what or his journey and ministry and what that has looked like. So thank you again for joining us, Matt. We do appreciate it. Great to be with you, Marcus. It's great to be with you, man. All right. So Matt, Matt has been in ministry. How long have you been in ministry for, Matt? I've been appointed as a pastor for 21 years. 21 years, yeah, as a pastor. That's a lot of time in ministry. It is, Wait, we didn't cover this in your personal part. How old are you, Matt? I am 44 years old. 44. Yeah. All right, there you go. He's still in the 40s. He's good. 40s are like the new 30s. If you so, say so, man. Yeah, that, that's, that brings comfort you to got my it, aging soul oh, to hear you say that. Once you get out of college, you pretty much cease to be like in the know when it comes to relevant things anyways. Because like I'm still, you know, whenever I say things, my high school kids think I'm, they're like, that's not relevant anymore, oh, Marcus. I'm going to so, count on you to keep me in the no, know. No, I'm not I'm the guy. We'll find someone else. <laughs> we'll get some college that's what kids. That's what you're here for, yeah, man. <laughs> I know. That's supposed to be my job, but I, I hear you. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, um, I think one of the things that we're always interested in when we uh, when we get to know a pastor, tell me a little bit about your call to ministry, like how that formed in your life and, and how that led you to where you're at. Well, my call to ministry um, cannot be separated from this town, mm. <laughs> from Auburn and my experience here. I grew up um, Methodist. I grew up in the Abbeville United Methodist Church, and I was uh, with I mean, it's a church, 200 people maybe, and I um, got an opportunity to preach my senior year of high school. I was like president of the youth group or whatever. Nice. Like, we didn't do anything. You know, I don't know how that I got nominated for that, but but I got a chance to preach one Sunday, and, and I hated the whole experience of preparing <laughs> to preach and delivering it. And I remember walking, um, or at the end of the service or whatever, there was a little old lady who greeted me while uh, she was walking out. She said, you did so good, you should be a preacher. I thought <laughs> I thought to myself, I will never be a preacher. I will never <laughs> want to be a pastor. But the seed it, was planted. Yes, for, never say never to God, okay? <laughs> but um, uh, but, but in my experience at Auburn, and I developed some friendships with people who just love the Lord, man, who were mm-hmm. just sold out for the Great Commission and reaching people for Christ. And um, I got involved with the Campus Crusade, a parachurch mm-hmm. ministry in Auburn. An interesting story how I landed there. It was just a, a friend invited me. Yeah. And, uh, and that was that ministry was just very strong at that time. And, and so I just began to I remember I remember like it was my junior year of college mm-hmm. and Bill Bolt who was the leader of Campus Crusade at that time yep he wrote a question on the overhead projector now you don't remember you don't know what overhead <laughs> projector is but back in the dinosaurs you know we use those but um well he wrote on the overhead projector in blue ink I remember looking this was in the business building this was uh the Harvard building I don't know if they still not Harvard that's the engineering it was uh, the louder building yeah yeah okay. Um, and he wrote the, the question. He said, "Would you be willing to go anywhere for God?" I mean, that was just the simple question. Mm-hmm. And, and I just remember looking at that question and thinking, I literally thinking to myself that you know, if my life is mine to live, like if it belongs to me, mm-hmm. I can say no to that 
question, you know, but, yeah. but my life is not mine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and so I began to be open to what God wanted me to do, you know, yeah. and, um, and so, so it was just over a period of about a year of discerning whether I was called to preach. Mm-hmm. Um, I just began to get a sense of standing in front of a church and things to share and, and I got a chance to do that at my home church in Abbeville, like my second mm-hmm. time to preach, which was uh, <laughs> near the end of my junior year at Auburn. And I yeah. uh, just had a really, uh, really strong affirmation from the people of the church that mm-hmm. you, this was your just called to this. And um, it was at that time I was attending Auburn United Methodist mm-hmm. Church, and uh, George Matheson was the pastor there, and mm-hmm. Charles, who's still the associate pastor. Brother, Brother Charles. Charles. Yeah, yeah, I've met Brother Charles. <laughs> he had just come to Auburn at that time, and uh, and Brother George took an hour out of his schedule. He and Brother Charles both um, met with me, because I just said, I'm just feeling things. I didn't know. you know. I thought, yeah. I, I, thought I would hear a voice, you know, yeah. Matt, you know, I'm calling you. <laughs> And I mean, I, I had nights that I would like sit and look up at the stars. I was like, God, send a shooting star right now. <laughs> this is what you want me to do. And uh, so I sat down with him and and just uh, I told him what I was feeling. And he just said, you're called, brother. Mm. You're called to preach. Let me tell you where you should go to seminary. Yeah. And so so uh, so that was my experience. That was in my senior year. And, um, and I was wrapping up an engineering degree. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of a a change in direction yeah. for what I was thinking. And I was looking at maybe going to get my master's perhaps in engineering, which yeah. my dad's an engineer and, and uh, he had got his master's and, and I just didn't want to leave Auburn. You know? Yeah. I'm like, just, let's just drag this out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, so that was my experience of a call and, and answering a call. I got to a place to where I, from dreading it, like saying, I don't want to do that. It'd be yeah. the most boring job ever mm-hmm. to, like I really want to do this. Yeah. Like I really want to do. Like uh, I, I'm. I there's joy, you know, yeah. in 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 serving God in that way. So that's that a, was my experience of calling. Yeah, so that's you just such can't a cool separate. Story. You can't separate it from Auburn. I mean, Auburn's my spiritual homeland. Um, mm. So well, and there's such a good. I mean, there's a couple of things that, as you were saying that, I was like, man, this is just so true of the college experience, like we live in a college town. So we're inundated with college kids most of the year. Um, and like the first thing you said was a kid just invited you to come with you and I, or to come with them. And the fact that that kicked off this whole thing in your life, like this whole process in your life that not only was that, you know, student willing to invite you, but then you were willing to go. Um, but then also just that there's these people that are working tirelessly in this college town, like Bill Bolton, Campus Crusade and all these different ministries uh, to connect college students with like what God's calling them to do. And, and because that's such a hard thing to discern when you're like, I know there's tons of college students that are having that same thought of like, I wish God would just write it on my forehead because <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Uh, so yeah, that's just such a, I mean, encouraging thing to hear. And also so real in this town, that feeling of what am I going to do next? Like, what does God want from me? Uh, regardless of the profession I go into, but some people, I mean, will feel that call in the ministry. So that's really cool. Yeah. I think God gives you a passion for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the first passion, the first calling is to make disciples. Yes. You know, it's just to reach people 
for, with the gospel. Mm-hmm. When I was in uh, Campus Crusade, like we had like a Thursday meeting, I think it was, where we would just go out and just talk, start spiritual conversations. We mm-hmm. just go out, walk out in the concourse, and that like totally was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's an introverted kid. You know that, but <laughs> I, that kind of what is what challenged me. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm kind of afraid to do this, so I'm going to do this. Yeah, and. Uh, um, so it's just cool that kind of environment. There's just openness to that. That when you're in college, mm-hmm. uh, you're away from home, and like you're out from under your parents, unless your parents live here. I yes, guess. but um, <laughs> then which not, more and but, more people are. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, but like so, you kind of learn that. Do I believe this? You know, I grew up my parents taking me to church, or just that was kind of what I was supposed to do. But mm-hmm. do I believe it? And um, and so so it's just a it's just a great time for God to. To so many people, like I think there, it was that case with my friends. Like a lot of the friends that I ran with, yeah. like they left at college with in and with a heart for God, and some of them into ministry. My sister, you know, her, yeah. her story is similar uh, to mine in that regard. So yeah, man, that's just what's so exciting about Auburn. Yeah, about being here about the opportunities to impact people, people coming here, and then they're going to go out to the world. to other places. Yep. Yeah, all over the world, yep. all over the world. And um, and just, just a special culture here. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just it was it was that way when I came here. Now, it's a college town. You know, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. You can get into any, I mean, I, I was, I, was, I mean, I know that too. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I had that experience, part of that experience too. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like, we had, when I was, when I was here, like, our, part of a group of people, and this was, the cool thing was that we had like I was involved in Crusade, but also mm-hmm. attended the Wesley Foundation occasionally, and we had like groups of different campus organizations like working together. You yeah, know, we got a common mission. Yeah, and because um, we had like a, a big evangelistic rally in my junior year called Freedom '97, way back in '97, <laughs> and it was the the goal, like the theme was set the world on fire. Yeah, you know, we just want to set the world on fire for Christ. Yeah, and that was like the same year that we had like that that the LSU game, like the barn, the barn, no, the the what the old. I guess the, uh, like caught on the, fire? Yeah, caught yes. on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was like my first day on campus that year. But um but yeah, just like just coming together and and um just with a common goal of yeah. reaching the world, you know, reaching the world with the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah, it used to be uh in order for us to go to the world and go to the nations, it literally meant people were taking those steps and that's still true today that people will take those steps and leave. But now you have people from all nations coming to a town like Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. And so like the unique opportunity that presents for for us to have those conversations. I mean, like even y'all back in the day going out on the concourse and having spiritual conversations and like the doors that that could open. That's such a cool, uh, a cool way of, of ministering to people and having that missional mindset. So I love that. Yeah. So after Auburn, graduate, you feel in this calling and and. Brother George tells you where you need to go. What, what happened after that? Well, I graduated and um, I had interviewed for an associate pastor position at a church, um, at a Methodist church, because I grew up Methodist and and and, um, and so there's all those different connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't get that job. It was at a church in Florida, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of like I didn't know what to do. And I had this engineering degree, and in my home church there was a uh, a guy who was an engineer who ran a small uh, firm in my hometown of Abbeville, mm-hmm. and he said, "When you graduate, come talk to me." And so I did. You know, I graduated, and and I was and I didn't have anything to do. You know, I was like, I didn't want to go to seminary right away. Like mm-hmm. I just finished college, this intense four years of engineering. Um, I just, I guess, I just was like, 
I was a college student, man. I was like, God's going to show me what to do. I, I could imagine myself now being yeah. that kind of like limbo. But um, but I got the job in engineering, so I started uh, I, I started there. I did that for a year. I started mm-hmm. helping out in my home church. I got a chance to preach every Sunday. The pastor at my home church was like, yeah, we'll just start a contemporary service and let you preach there. There you go. And so I got a chance to do that. Yeah. And, and then I started seminary a year later doing the online uh, Asbury Seminary. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in 2000, so it's two years later, I got the chance to serve my first church. And mm-hmm. then that was kind of the encouragement was, okay, it's time for you to, to take your first church. It's yeah. time for you to to become a pastor uh, and uh, and get out there. And um, and there's opportunities like that. That's one of the great things about the Methodist church is there's, there's opportunities. You know, there's yeah. little churches out there, and they need a pastor. And so I got the opportunity to become a pastor. What was the name of that church? My first church was Grimes. United okay. Methodist Church. Grimes United Methodist. It's right at the uh, the end of the runway of the Dothan Airport in nice. Dothan, Alabama. That's a nice and thing to hear in the morning. That's where I cut my teeth, man. <laughs> Just great people down there. Spent nine years there. Yeah. Nine years in my first church. Man, that's awesome. And so that whole time, so did you graduate before or were, did you graduate like as you were wrapping up? Um or as you were wrapping up school, you went in and were working at Grimes, and that was kind of how that rhythm went? Yeah, I, so I was I was in seminary when I started at Grimes. I had yeah. one year under my belt, and of course, this was online, so I was kind of part-time, mm-hmm. and uh, and it worked out to where they changed like the requirements where you could do two-thirds of your coursework online, so mm-hmm. I was able to like do it such that I was not did not have to move to campus, so I yeah. was able to be the pastor of Grimes throughout as I graduated from seminary, and left engineering and the church grew i mean yeah. it grew from being basically a part-time church to being a full-time church yeah and we hired some other staff you know mm-hmm. and and so uh so it was exciting it was exciting times yeah now the, where'd the, you go from grimes after from, that in 2009 i moved to trinity in okay. prattville okay uh, that was my first move and uh served there for four years mm-hmm. before um the bishop came in and moved me to mm-hmm. Mulder church in Wetumpka, which is, as I'm talking to you, I'm still the pastor there, serving yeah. there now, wrapping up my tenure okay. there. And now Mulder, you followed up, what was the, trans? you followed up someone who'd been at Mulder for a long time, yes. kind of similar to Rusty's situation here, right? Yeah. Craig Carter was the pastor there for 18 years. Okay. And during his tenure, the church grew from like a hundred people, a little over a hundred to like 400 and something people. Yeah. And so it just grew up and so much change happened in that time. And, and I followed him. Uh, in 2013, right at the same time that I got married, like I found out about a month before I was getting married, I was moving to Mulder. <laughs> so, you just like doing life yeah. changes like yeah, all in just, one year, we, right? You know, like, you, know, <laughs> you know, go big or go home. You know? That's right. Married and moving, same year. Yeah, New baby yeah. moving, same year. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that's awesome. And now you also have, like I, I wanted to point this out because this is pretty cool. Um, you have a doctorate in ministry, right, from yeah, Duke? I do. Mm-hmm. So when did that, what time in that uh, span was that? Yeah, that was uh, just a time of discernment and uh, just pursuing that possibility. I was a student there from 2013 to 2016, and so that was able to be done remotely. Like Mm -hmm. I was able to do that. It's a professional degree, so it's while you're working and um, was able to finish that before our first child was born. Yeah, so, uh, which is probably perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. It worked out. <laughs> so do we call you Dr. Matt? Oh, man, you can just call me Matt. I, I, I kind of like Dr. Matt. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, call him Matt. All right, don't call him Dr. Matt. All right. So, Matt, tell me a little bit about your time at Mulder. Like, what are some really cool things that you experienced? Because you've been there now for eight years. 
Um, what are some cool things that you've experienced as you've been at Mulder? Yeah, uh, we've had a lot of transitions since I've been there. Um, we've uh, followed a pastor who'd been there 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, uh, I, I got to work with uh, Mark Jackson, who's the associate pastor there. He'd mm-hmm. been there. He was there for a total of 15 years, and uh, during his time there, uh, we started a, uh, a second campus, which was um, kind of a mission campus in yeah. Tumka in a trailer park there in Wetumpka. Oh, cool. Just a lot of great things happened there. The Village Church, and we had, uh, especially to the children, the kids there in that yeah. community. Um, in the last couple of years, we've gotten, or really in the last years, this launched in the middle of COVID, which has been you know just a major transition for yeah. all of us. But uh, Celebrate Recovery and stuff like that started. Mm-hmm. We've had... Uh, just a lot of people joined by profession of faith. Yeah, um, we had a, a string there where um, we had like seventy people joined by profession of faith in like a two or three year span. Yeah. You know, right there in the last uh, three or four years, and um, so it's just a great church, just a great church, great people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be said. To be losing, yeah. You, that's but. why it's just it's it's change is hard, mm-hmm. and there's just mixed emotions, man. You just uh, eight years. It's the only place that Molly and I have been together as a married couple. You yeah, know, served it together. We were just get, just married as we arrived, and and those people there are just very dear to me, and they've been our family, mm-hmm. you know, in this time. Uh, so we're but we're super excited about coming to Cornerstone. Yeah, we're super excited about the future. Um, well, and that God was one of the. Career. One of the other questions I was I wanted to ask you about was just kind of like, what are um, some things that you're excited about or hopeful for as you begin your time here at Cornerstone as the lead pastor? Is there anything specific that you're thinking about or like what are, I mean, context, all that different stuff uh, of what you're excited for starting here at Cornerstone? Yeah, um, just as I mentioned earlier, just the potential to impact people like me. Yeah. I mean, I, I was somebody who came to Auburn and nominally you know i mean I, I was raised in church and and was came to church mm-hmm. but as far as like embracing the mission of the gospel the great commission i mean that's just something that just wasn't on my radar wasn't yeah. really a priority for me um god was kind of like god was kind of there to help me accomplish all of my goals mm-hmm. and whatever i wanted to do you yeah. know and uh so i'm excited about that and it's just the culture here you know the culture there's something special about auburn i remember when i was here uh, 20 plus years ago, which, you know, I said this, uh, it's, it's, it sounds like it's sounding a longer and longer time ago, but you know, we, for we just, years, there was yeah. people, we were praying that people would just, when they just drove through Auburn, that they would just sense there was something special yeah. about it. There's something different about, and, and so I'm excited about being here. There's a lot of growing churches here mm-hmm. and I'm excited about that. And just being a part of that, the, the, the culture here. Um, and but there's also a mission field too. I mean, yeah. there's a mission field here in Auburn. There's Absolutely. people to reach with the gospel here. Those who are um, maybe questioning spiritually, you know, they're you know wondering about their you know their faith and and, and just kind of aimless and yeah. where they're going. So um, so I I've never never dreamed that I would have the opportunity to come back here yeah. when I graduated and left. Never dreamed that I would have that opportunity. So it's just very exciting to me. Uh, it's exciting to Molly as well. We're going to be a little bit closer to her family. They're in yeah. the Atlanta area. There you go. And so, and our boys getting to grow up here, you know, getting to go to sports stuff. That's we, right. We, we, we were only 45 minutes away uh, in Wetumpka. But uh, love James, my second born, he, he loves basketball. Okay. okay. 
So right. we come to the women's basketball games. Yeah. And that's the great thing before COVID, of course. But you can go down to like the lower section. Albie's mm-hmm. down there. You can hang out with Albie and you let him, get him throw you up in the air or whatever, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> so we're, we're just we're excited about being uh, just here and a part of the culture yeah. here at Auburn. So, Matt, do you remember, I mean, having been in this area, uh, do you remember when Rusty came down here to plant Cornerstone? I do. Um, it was right after I had graduated. My sister was still here. Mm-hmm. She was two years behind me in school. And uh, so I heard about this new church that was being planted at the skate rink. You know? Yeah. And uh, and Juliana, she attended some when it was first getting launched. And so uh, I just, I've known about this church since it started mm-hmm. and just had the greatest respect for Rusty. Yeah. Um, he's just such a great guy. And I'm so humbled and honored and a little intimidated yeah. to follow <laughs> someone like Rusty. But uh, don't be. But, but, <laughs> but I like, there's been key moments in my life, like our, uh, in times of discernment in my own life, mm-hmm. that I've come like, Auburn's like my spiritual homeland. Yeah. I remember like 2008 was one of those seasons of my life, and I came and visited this church and, and attended worship here. I think Rusty was hunting or something that yeah. weekend, but, uh, <laughs> so he wasn't here. But uh, So I've known about Cornerstone yeah. since the beginning, mm-hmm. since the beginning, and I'm just very honored um, and humbled to have the chance to, yeah. to be the pastor well, of this church. And- and it's been cool to see, um, as you know, Rusty's making a very similar transition that that Pat's or that Matt's in the middle of here as he goes to this next appointment. Um, but just seeing like the amount of confidence that Rusty has in you is something that I've loved watching. Like I, I know he shared with us pretty early on that he was just like, "Listen, Matt's going to be great uh, for this church," and so he speaks really highly of you as well. Um, and as much as we'll miss him and, you know, his hunting ways and all of that, that different stuff that he does, <laughs> we know that God's got something really cool and unique in store for him too. And so we're excited for you to come. We'll, we'll miss him, but uh, excited to see what God's planning to do through you here at Cornerstone. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, it has been awesome getting to know a little bit more about Matt and his story, his personal story, his story in ministry. Um, but the really cool thing is when Matt starts, we're going to get to know a lot more about who he is, his heart for missions uh, in this town all over the world and what that looks like. And so we're excited for him and his family to join us at Cornerstone. Uh, hopefully this has given you a little bit of an insight to who he is um, and just how excited he and his family are to be here at Cornerstone, to be in Auburn and to be doing the work that God is already doing here in this community to be a part of that. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, uh, Before we go, I would ask Matt, would you just pray for us real quick as our people are going into their jobs, into the community, just pray over them uh, that they might be the hands and feet of Jesus. Sure will. Uh, Lord, I I thank you, God, for everybody who's tuned in today to listen to this podcast and uh, Lord, uh, we've, you've each pl- you've placed each of us um, in a mission field, like where we are. Uh, there's people that we come in contact with every day that we have a chance to uh, impact for eternity. And I pray God that you'd give us eyes to see the people that we interact with every day, um, not just as people that um, that we pass on the street, but God to see that that these are people that you care about and that you have a mission for their lives too. And so, uh, so God, uh, as we uh, go about our day, I pray we just be attentive to what you're doing around us. And um, God, I pray that uh, that you would be faithful to 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 lead us, mm. um, Lord. Uh, I'm, I'm I pray your blessing on this church, and I'm thankful that uh, God, you've blessed Cornerstone, uh, you've blessed this uh, incredible church, you've given it fantastic leadership. I'm so grateful for Rusty 
and for his years of service here. And I'm just so humbled and honored to, uh, to have the opportunity to serve here. So, uh, God, I, we just trust that you'll guide us into the future that you have for us. And, um, and Lord, we know that you'll be faithful to do that. And we, we pray this together in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we will catch you guys back on the next one.